Another weekend off the books, people, means another couple of days inching closer to what you need to know on next season's puck drop, fantasy-wise, breakdowns and all the in-between. Tarasenko, Logan Cooley, what's up with the Ottawa Senators and the Arizona Coyotes? Steele and I are here for the Monday episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hockey heads, degenerate gamblers, and fantasy fanatics, welcome back inside the lab with Steele and I for the Monday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. The off-season content and coverage continues on today's episode, and you know you can check us out Monday through Friday, all summer long. Steele and I are even going to be ramping up early for this fantasy draft to make sure you are armed with all of the ammunition to dominate next year's draft. And that means on today's episode, what is going on with the Arizona Coyotes, Logan Cooley, Jack McBain, some of those more minor moves that I think steal. You and I have a couple of takes that are going to help some fantasy GMs find some value even on those bottom-feeding teams. The Ottawa Senators are not one of those clubs, and they bring in a player that I think I know you have had your eye on very closely, so I'm going to throw it over to you for your Tarasenko take because I have a few of my own Ottawa Senators fan base to seem to be maybe overly excited, perhaps, Steele, for a player that has been very banged up. But Tarasenko, what does it mean for his fantasy value and the Ottawa Senators' success? My friend, I know we have a lot to say about this one, so I'm going to pass it right over to you. Thank you for that. And, and you know, I, with this signing one year, $5 million deal with the Ottawa Senators for, for Vladimir Tarasenko, obviously, I think it just fills that position of the the whole of Alex to Obviously, when you're talking about a 25 year old Alex to compared to a 31 year old Vladimir Tarasenko, there's a little bit of a skill gap there. Now, obviously, with the age difference. But Vladimir Tarasenko has won a Stanley Cup and he brings that veteran leadership over to the Ottawa Senators with a very young team. We said this a lot about Claude Drew the last year as well. Mm. And look what he what he was able to accomplish in his first season with the Senators. So um, I really True. like the signing as well. It fills that hole. We're going to be able to finally get a full look at a healthy roster with Josh mm. Norris back in the lineup, with Vladimir Tarasenko fully healthy as well. Obviously had uh, a little bit banged up last season uh, between the St. Louis Blues and the New York Rangers. Right. But I, I, overall, I don't think he had a bad year last year. 50 points in 69 games, a little bit banged up. We know at the very beginning of the season with St. Louis, it was a gong show. It was yes. terrible yes. offensive production, defensive, goalie-wise. Good Jordan Bennington was, it was a huge, chaotic player to have in the dressing room. He probably still will be this upcoming year, so mm -hmm. stay away from him. But Vladimir Tarasenko brings that veteran leadership. And this is something the Ottawa Senators need. They are on the verge mm -hmm. of potentially, uh, you know, getting into the postseason for the first time in six in six years. They haven't been in the playoffs. They were very close last year. So yep. fantasy value wise, again, uh, looking at the line combination right now, this team just mm. continues to look mm. better and continues to to get better as well. Sure, sure. Uh, top top six group: Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, and Vladimir Tarasenko. 
Claude Giroux, Josh Norris, and Drake mm-hmm. Batherson on that second line. Mm-hmm. And even the third line, you've got Ridley Gregg, who stepped up last year in the few games that he played with Claude Giroux. Yes, Shane sir. Pinto, a young piece. And they acquired Dominic Kubelik, who is a, a one-time 30-goal scorer and a right. consistent 20-goal scorer. So you look up and down their lineup and even to their blue line now, Jakob Chikrin, Thomas Shabbat, Jake Sanderson, Artem Zub has been mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you've got Jonas Corposalo. I'm very impressed with what Pierre Dorian has been able to accomplish over the last year and a half. And fantasy value-wise, you can find a ton of fantasy value in the top six, uh, the top uh, the top two pairing in the defensive uh, de- defensive group, and even sure. Jonas Corposalo, maybe even Anton Forsberg with a 50-50 split potentially. Mm-hmm. The thing with me here, Steele, before we get to anything that you just said, which is basically all on point, and that's what I want to focus on here is the fantasy value because – my main takeaway from this is it's the salary cap and yeah. how they're going to now manage this because also Shane Pinto needs his money. And I think there's yep. a very, you know, large group of people that in Ottawa really don't want to make sure that Shane Pinto is gone. You know, they want to have this guy as a part of the future. And I totally get that. So Dorian is going to have to get even more tricky than he already has. <laughs> Hats off to him. You and I have been very yeah. clear about our takes on Dorian. My thing is, Steele, is how much does this really make them better in the standings? That's how I look at this, because fantasy value for sure. Yes, I get it. And I actually like Tarasenko's playmaking ability now that he maybe doesn't have yeah. to take as much you know, offensive share. Timmy Stutzla is going to be the guy. Drake Batherson is going to be the guy. Of course, Brady Kachuk. They have offense on the back end. That's my question is. Is his fit going to work out? Is the chemistry going to work out? Maybe he has to be more of a playmaker. Fantasy value, I still see 50, 60 points from Tarasenko if he can stay healthy. And that's my second point. Everyone in Ottawa is ready to ring the praises of Tarasenko, and they should. He's been solid. And when he is healthy, he's a 30-goal man threat, maybe even more in his prime for sure. But that's not his prime anymore. And he's had a number of very serious surgeries. So I just want to come out here and mention some of the obvious things that fantasy GMs need to keep in mind when it comes to maybe reading into some of this hype. I understand it, though, Steele. And the rest of this team is there. But let's also remember what's going on in the Atlantic Division. Yes, thank you. This is where I wanted to hit you with my take. And we'll talk about this after the break. I actually think. Of Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo, those three teams that were right there on the cusp, I actually don't think it's Ottawa or Detroit that we need to really be paying attention to. I got my eyes on those Buffalo Sabres. You and I are going to talk a lot more about this Tarasenko situation, the Ottawa Senators, Buffalo, Atlantic Division, and then we're actually going to head the whole opposite coast, baby. (laughs) We're headed out west to Zona. They've made some interesting little moves here, Steele, especially from that keeper dynasty angle, which you know I love to touch on. So we're going to touch on that right after the break. But today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200 back. That's right. Just 20 bucks down and you'll land 200 back in bonus bets. Win or lose. That's 200 you could be splashing on everything from the money line to the total to who you think cranks that first home run all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid out instantly. There's no better place to bet on the MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So head over to FanDuel.com today slash locked on to get started. Get up to $200 in bonus bets back. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. Yep. And we are your podcast every single day. We yes, have sir. gone down a little bit. We are down to three episodes per week in the month of August. Good call. Good to call. make sure you're tuning in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, most likely those three episodes per mm-hmm. week on those days. So, again, just make sure you're tuning in. Keep your head on a swivel for all these episodes. Yes, and once we get to the September 1st, that's Boom. when we're ramping up. Boom. Hockey, fantasy hockey season, and fantasy ho- hockey mock drafts coming right at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming right at you. Full screen HD with Flip and Steel, your boys from the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Continuing the conversation, though, of yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko and the Ottawa Please. Senators, as well Please. as the Atlantic Division, Thank I want to answer your question. Yes. Because that is very important, especially for gambling. You know, yeah. any any future right. bets you might have. Yes, sir. I, I see five teams from the Atlantic Division making the postseason. It, it, look, the Metropolitan, the Eastern Conference in whole is yep. probably the toughest out of both the East and the West. The yes. Metropolitan is right there along with the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. But again, when you've got what's going on with Washington, it's a little strange. Do we okay. Are they going to have a little bit of a bounce back season? The New York Islanders just squeaked in as well. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit up in the air. So I see five teams potentially making it uh, okay. from, from the Atlantic division. Let's Obviously, not forget about the Panthers too. So you're right. I know. Toronto being one of them. Uh, Toronto and Tampa being the first two automatically. Okay. Um, I think Florida, uh, again, Florida just squeaked in last year. I think they're mm. going to have more points than they had last year. So they had their top three as well. Okay. I don't want to fade Boston, but without Bergeron, without Kretschmann, <laughs> that's going to be a tough. You look at the number one centerman in the oh, Atlantic man. division. Yeah. How do you compare Pavel Zaka to the rest of the top centermen in that Atlantic division? You it's can't. almost impossible. You can't. So yep. it's it's kind of hard right now because we faded mm-hmm. we faded the Bruins last year, and I don't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> but when you look at where Buffalo is right now, and they've got Devin Levi in that, they've got Yuko Pekka Lukin in as well. Mm-hmm. Two yes. young guys who can kind of battle, uh, you know, kind of share the crease and battle right now. Yeah. I like Buffalo a lot. Uh, Detroit looks a lot better, especially mm-hmm. adding Alex to Brinkett. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as uh, Maurice Sider just continuing to grow and develop his game. Yep. Billy Huso, is he the number one guy? He seems to be. So, again, it's going to be a tough battle mm-hmm. for Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit to make the postseason. But I'm with you. Yeah. Buffalo will be in the playoffs this next year. It's so spicy, Steele. And this is where we're kind of at. And I think, actually, what the main takeaway might be from all of that is let's hammer these squads in terms of plucking fantasy value. Yep. Because you're going to be able to pluck a whole bunch of studs off of all of those teams on the cusp. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, we're going to be a little bit all over the place on today's episode. And that's okay because (laughs) Tarasenko signing isn't just, you know, a one-way look. There is a lot to take in here. And you mentioned the Sabres and the back end. Of all the teams on the bubble in the wild card, they allowed almost 20 more goals than the rest of the squads. Mm -hmm. 17 more than the closest one in Florida. So obviously they need to tighten up that back end, but no one wants to talk about Owen Power at 19, 20 years old. He's going to be better. Rasmus Dahlin stepped up huge. We're not going to the Sabres well. We're going to talk about that obviously on other shows. This is going to be the toughest division in hockey for sure. You mentioned it. And a few really good teams are going to be left on the outside looking in. 
Tarasenko's fit for me, Steele, the chemistry. What can he do? Because look, yeah, I get it. His performances have been there. His ability to pop 30-plus goals, I'm not here to chip holes in that. I don't even hate the one-year $5 million deal. What's interesting to me is he did turn down a deal from the Florida Panthers. And I know Ottawa pundits are being like, he turned down this team, he turned down that team. I'm not going to talk about the San Jose Sharks deals, and I'm not talking about any of those other teams. Although other other uh, fantasy heads might want to pump their own tires. Podcast hosts might want to do that the same. All that matters to me is, if you're an Ottawa Senators fan, aside from Tarasenko's obvious fantasy value, how does he fit in? Because Claude Giroux might have been a little bit of an outlier in terms of veterans coming into a brand new system and clicking that well. That doesn't happen every single time, and I don't think it should be expected that Tarasenko fits right in in the same system. But you and I are going to have our eyes peeled on this, just like the situation developing in Arizona. Exactly. We're going from probably the most competitive and best division to right. maybe the worst division. You know, it probably is the worst. It's close. It's close with the uh, Pacific and Central out there yes, in the sir. West. Um, but yeah, Arizona Coyotes, uh, Coyotes finalized their entry-level contracts with prospect Logan Cooley. They get mm. it done. Uh, yeah. Finally, you know, that was a, a something for concern for a lot of Coyote fans out there mm. and Logan Cooley. Uh, as well, but they finally sure. finalized that. They also, you mentioned they signed uh, Jack, Jack McBain yes, as sir. well yeah. to a, uh, a decent contract too. So we're yep. going to talk about him a little bit. Yes, but sir. Logan Cooley yeah. uh, is a very, very interesting fantasy piece for the Arizona Coyotes. And, mm-hmm. and what this Coyotes roster is shaping up to look like as well mm. for the start of the season. You know, again, we talked about this, uh, I think maybe three weeks ago, about what this team could look like. And, you know, I was talking a little bit about Barrett Hayton and potentially yep. on the top line with Schmaltz and Keller, Logan mm-hmm. Cooley fitting into that second line center position right now uh, yeah. alongside Matthias Michelli, another young, uh, a young prospect and young uh, player for the Arizona Coyotes alongside Jason Zucker on the right side. So they've got some veteran presence as well as some depth presence. And yes. then you add all of these young pieces, Barrett Hayton, Logan Cooley, Jack McBain, uh, Matthias Michelli, uh, Michelli as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to love. JJ Moser on the blue line, Yusuf Valenaki yes. on the blue line. You know, I love Jersey my boy. As well. Yeah, there's a lot to like from the Arizona Coyotes. I said this last year. They're getting better and better every single mm. game that I watch from them. I agree. So, you know, I, obviously you can't say that Clayton Keller is a generational player or a superstar in this league, but he is a star in this league, and he's a star for the Arizona Coyotes. And a lot of people underrated him last year and overlooked his capability fantasy wise. Clayton Keller is a stud for the Arizona Coyotes, and there are fantasy pieces, fantasy value around him to be had like Nick Schmaltz, like Logan Cooley and Matthias Michelli. This is one of those things, Steele, that we uh, have to separate on ice standing success from what you might be able to do by focusing in on the right pieces in the right situations. And, you know, the Arizona Coyotes are the Arizona Coyotes. And obviously the (laughs) off-ice issues, the arena, the politics, all of these things play into, unfortunately, what this team is able to do year in and year out in terms of putting an actual competitor on the ice. But there is still some pieces here to really keep an eye on. And also, thank you for saying our boy, Michelli, not Maselli. I'm on point here. Clayton Keller might be a star in any other market. 
So I'm here for you on what you're saying. But I also think if he swaps cities, which we're not going to speculate on, <laughs> he might be a superstar steal for sure. Especially if, he, you know, he's a good American boy. Maybe he goes, you know, to the Northeast and he just shines. Logan Cooley is going to get a very, very good look to establish himself as a NHL centerman. Here's the angle I want to discuss for both Cooley and for Jack McBain. And before I talk about Cooley, Jack McBain last year, 12 goals, 14 assists. 64 PIMS, 84 shots on net. Look, he had 304 hits steal. This guy's on the verge of being a Banger League beauty for me. And if the format is right, and you know me, I'm looking at the Keeper Dynasty angle here. In my deep league of 12, 14, 16 GMs, Jack McBain is for sure draftable. He will be going off the board in Keeper Leagues. Year-to-year leagues? No, of course not. But make sure if you are in those keeper dynasty leagues, Jack McBain's on your list because yeah. at 304 hits in his first real season in the NHL, and he was able to pot almost 30 points. Yeah. I love what he's able to bring to the table. Put aside Logan Cooley for a minute. This guy can play at the NHL level. We know that already. He can. And I actually didn't even know he had over 300 hits. So I like, I love the fact that you bring that up. And looking at his stats right now, even uh, with 12 goals, his shooting percentage. In the mm. first season, was he only played 10 games in the first season, but he had a 15.4% shooting percentage. Mm. Last year, played all 82 games. He only had 85 shots, yet his shooting percentage was 14.1%. Right, he, was right. only, he was getting under 14 minutes of ice time. So mm. I would like to see Jack McBain maybe move up to the third line, maybe get a little bit more playing time, but right with, yeah. you know, maybe not because Logan Cooley's in there now. Uh, and you're going to try to create some more space for those uh, that top six group. So if Jack McBain can get a little bit more playing time uh, off that fourth line, I would love to see that as well. And of course, Banger League beauty, 304 hits, 64 penalty minutes. Continue doing that, young buck. Like that is yes, impressive. Sir. At uh, at uh, what is he? 20, 23. 23 years old. So first year in the league, that's impressive. Mm. 23 years old, good Toronto boy, third rounder, six foot three, 200 plus pounds, and adding yeah. weight. From what I've read, man's were in the gym this summer trying to put on a few more pounds. And here's the most exciting thing. And actually, Steele, let's leave it for after the break and we'll talk about that because I have one more take about Mr. Jack McMain and Logan Cooley because opportunity is abound in Arizona. McBain slotted, slotted in right now on the third or fourth line. Cooley, maybe second or third. Who's not to say they move up the lineup? That's not a for sure yeah. thing. And we'll talk about that right after this break. We will. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure you hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and all that support you show us every single day. Remember, we going down a couple mm-hmm. of episodes this month, three mm-hmm. episodes per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Friday. So make sure you're tuning in to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Flip. Last point on Jack McBain. Let's move over to Logan Cooley real quick, and then we'll wrap this show up because Logan Cooley is going to be a fantasy piece and maybe a Calder Trophy finalist as well uh, this upcoming season. Could be, could be. And I think the only last point I want to make here is you look up that left side, and I know McBain could probably play both wings, but at this point playing the left side, you know, he's played some center. This is what I'm trying to say is this lineup will be in flux. Yes, And seeing what I've seen already from McBain, and I know we're focusing on a potential fourth-line piece for the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, But you and I know, Steele, 
How many times do you look up in your fantasy draft? And I know you don't look up very often because men's are usually at the top looking down. If you get me, <laughs> you know, at the top, they say it's lonely, but you know, those guys in that top three usually get lucky with a couple of these random draft picks that they have. Yep. And maybe it's not so random when you start to look at the numbers, the opportunity, the size, what happens where this team plays their game. The Arizona Coyotes out of the bottom feeding 10 last year in terms of goals against better than the Ducks, better than the Jackets, Sharks, Canadians, Blackhawks, Blues, Sabres, and Canucks. And now this team is even better and had another year to play together. Ingram and Vimelka in the net. Am I ready to put the playoff moniker on this team? <laughs> Absolutely not. But they're going to yeah. be better, Steel. And I yeah. think that means the, uh, you know, and we're going to go to Cooley. Dylan yeah, Gunther's, Lawson Krause's, yeah. Jack McBain's, Michelli's, they're going to be more valuable. And I think that's all that really matters right now for the Arizona Coyotes and their fan base is that they can actually witness and see that they're getting better. They're heading in the right direction. They're yeah. not letting things slide anymore. And that's the most important thing right now because with all the chaos that has been happening for them as an organization the last year and a half, two years, maybe even three yeah. years, um, it's great to see Arizona finally getting back on their feet and heading up in the standings, up uh, in a you know upwards yes. uh, direction, and just heading on the right path. And then it starts yep. with a guy like mm. you know, obviously with Clayton Keller and everybody else, uh, Nick Schmaltz. But it starts with a guy like Logan Cooley, a sure. guy uh, at you know in, in the Big Ten, University of Minnesota, sixty yep. points in thirty nine games last year, had 20, 22 goals. He's performed well at the World Junior Stage, under twenty championships yes, for USA. Good point. Thank seven you. goals, seven assists, 14 points total. Mm -hmm. He gets it done, and he's going to transition that to the NHL level. I think so, Steele. And actually, let's not forget, Jason Zucker was added into this mix. Yep. Alex Kerfoot was added into this mix, and they brought back Nikki Bugstad. To me, that just tells me that the GM, you know, the front office in uh, Arizona knows what they're doing because they're now taking some of that pressure off some of these young guys to let them play their games. Because, you know, Kerfoot, Bugstad, even, you know, on the back end, Troy Stetcher, these guys like Zucker are going to bring that calming sense. They're going to go out there and play that responsible game, lead by example, and also throw that body around a little bit. And I think the last kind of important take I wanted to mention about this team is actually on the blue line because they let a couple of really good pieces go in Chikrin and Gosses Bear. Mm -hmm. Say what you will about either of them. But we just mentioned, you mentioned Moser, Valimaki, Sean Dursey, Troy Stetcher's there. And I think there's another piece that I'm maybe forgetting in their farm system, but it doesn't matter because that's enough there to tell me, Steele, not only is the front office knowing what they're doing, the scouting team knows yeah. what they're doing here. There is a lot to like about what's going on with this Arizona Coyotes team, and I think I'll just leave it at this. The sooner you tap into it as a fantasy GM, the sooner you'll be hitting us in the comments and the DMs going, "Yeah, wow, guys, I didn't know I should be looking at the Arizona Coyotes because they look so trash from afar. Up close, a lot of really good-looking young fantasy pieces here still. There is some fantasy value to be had on that blue line, especially on the left side of the blue line. JJ, like sure. you said, JJ Moser, Valimaki, and Dursey. Mm -hmm. I'm not the biggest Troy Stetcher fan. I don't like his game necessarily. I, I don't think he brings a ton of fantasy value, mm -hmm. but even no, Victor, no. uh, Victor Soderstrom, 
uh, Victor Soderstrom, excuse me, on the top line with JJ Moser uh, mm-hmm. brings a little bit to that, a, a little bit of edge to the game as well. So there's some fantasy True. value again, fantasy value to be uh, had on every single team, even the bad ones in this league. Yes, sir. And you got to look out, keep your eyes. That's how you win or finish top three in the fantasy leagues. Thanks. We appreciate everyone out there. Appreciate everyone subscribing and hitting the follow button on the YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Uh, tune in every single day. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are going to be the three episodes per week throughout Mm -hmm. August. We appreciate you all out there. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen. Good luck with all your summer bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Wednesday. Peace.